Welcome to the Lifting Lindsay podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about water consumption. And I'm going to be kind of breaking down a study, a few studies. And we're going to talk about can water actually help with the fat loss process? In theory, we have, you know, there's been a few different schools of thought that in theory, yes, but have we seen it in the literature? What are we seeing? And I'm even going to share another study where they talk about what about maintenance and how does that help with maintaining fat loss? Can it help with maintaining fat loss? Because I think that's a really good question. I shared this study with my app users and we had a few weeks of implementing what's called water preload. And I'll explain that in a minute. But I got some really cool stories and feedback from app users that I want to share with you. So we're going to look at how does this help with fat loss? Does it help with fat loss? Possibly the whys, what is the literature showing? We're going to look at, well, what about maintenance? Does it help maintain the fat loss you've already achieved? Uh, What does that look like over long term? And we actually do have, well, I think it was 365 days, which that's pretty good, right? It's kind of hard with studies. People are funny. They're like, we need longer studies. And I'm like, okay, look, I'm not a researcher, but I can imagine it's hard enough to get people as a coach, it's hard enough to get people to follow plans for, you know, three, three months at a time. And now you want a study done over three years. Like good luck finding those people, (laughs) right? And then it's kind of hard because when you find those people, they're usually pretty, pretty dedicated. You know, if they make it the full years, the full three years, they're really dedicated to this process. And how does that then apply to the general population that maybe not be that dedicated? So it's really interesting. I, I love research, but I'm very much aware of the limitations of it. And, and we'll talk about that a little bit as well as we dive into this. But I'm kind of excited, guys. This is a fun little study. So this first study, they took men and women and they put them all into a 27% calorie deficit. So they actually had to meet with a registered dietitian who put them in this caloric deficit and then from there, they took those groups and they they took that group and split it into two groups. So one, both were calorie restriction. One, they said, hey, you are going to drink 16 ounces of water about, you know, 30 minutes prior to eating your meals. So before you eat, about 30 minutes preload with water and it's going to be about 16 ounces of water. So we are going to refer to them as the water group because that's just easy. So they are the water group. The other group were just in a calorie restriction and just, it's hard to be in a calorie you know, deficit. So there's no just about that, but they were there they weren't given any guidance on water intake. They weren't doing any preloading. So they were diet only. It was the diet only group. So after three months, after 12 weeks, what happened? Because that's where it gets interesting, right? 
So what happened was the water group lost a lot more, a lot more body fat. The water group, the total loss of fat mass really was a lot higher. They lost on average 12 pounds of body fat while the diet only group lost about seven pounds of body fat. Isn't that interesting? That is really interesting. I mean, not quite, but but almost about like double the amount. It's really fascinating. Now, when it comes to water in fat loss phase, if people have always kind of come down to two schools of thought. One, it helps with reducing energy in because if you, you know, preload, then you're going to eat fewer calories. So that's the general school of thought. That's one of them. The other is, oh, it actually helps with energy out. It increases metabolism because your body has to work so hard if you drink cold water to increase your inner core temperature. And so it's going to be working hard, burning energy. So therefore, it's going to help with the energy out. Now, we actually don't know a hundred percent on all of this. It's assumed that it can help with lipolysis. Uh, there's a lot of actions within your body on a cellular level that need water to do so. So an increase of water, they healthy amounts, even they feel like okay, maybe that's helping with these processes. Lipolysis is kind of the first step in fat loss. So lipolysis is the breakdown of triglycerides um, in like in your fat cells. Um, fat is stored in, in triglycerides and it's uh, lipolysis, the breaking down of that. They break it into fatty acids and then fatty acids are sent out into the bloodstream. So it's the beginning of this, this process, but that's only step one. There's other steps too. But like one study concluded that, okay, that's what it does. It helps with, you know, increased lipolysis, this first step of fat loss. And that's, that's why. But all in all, it's kind of cool, no matter like the school of thought or the reason behind what what we saw in this study was that it actually can help increase the rate of fat loss, which is pretty cool because anybody in a fat loss phase is like, oh yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It, it never is as fast as we want it to be. So maybe here's a tool that you can use. It's not the end all, but it's, it's one tool that you can use. Now, what about this though? I, I did like that there was a, another study too on what do we see when people are trying to maintain the fat loss that they had? Does increasing water help with that? So there was another study where they, they looked over these individuals who had lost body fat then they followed them for 365 days after, for a full year after. Now, let me break down this study. So this was um, a group of middle-aged, older uh, individuals. They were told to record daily body weight, step count, 
and fruits and vegetable intake. So it doesn't appear that they were given guidance on calories. So they lost body fat, then they were encouraged to focus on, okay, just track body weight, step count, and fruits and vegetable intake. So that was one group. The other group was told, okay, track all of those things, but before every meal, <laughs> we're going to have you drink 16 ounces of water before each meal. And so you're also to record your daily water intake. So once again, we're going to have a, a, a non-water group and a water group. So it was interesting because after about six months, the water group continued to have a lower percentage of body fat than the non-water group. And then after about three, or excuse me, it was a, a full year. After about a year, yeah, so 365 days, when they got on the scale, the, the water group actually averaged it a little lower than what they started, a pound and a half. The non-water group, their scales were averaging about two pounds more. So it, I, to be honest, that's kind of a washout for me. Um, what I honestly think at this point is that it could have helped manage some things. It's not that it's going to, after a year, continue to help you lose body fat per se. I, I really think it's just going to help you manage maybe hunger, fullness, satisfaction a little bit better. So I don't think, oh, oh, two pounds two pounds up guys for people who didn't drink water, clearly the water. Now I think it was just a tool to help manage the amount of intake and how satisfied they felt. But it looks like over a long term, it, it didn't play a huge role compared to those that were just, you know, tracking steps, body weight, fruits and vegetable intake. It seems like both sides had a pretty good healthy focus and routine. So in conclusion, I do think that there's something that happens in a, in a calorie deficit with increased water intake. I do think on a cellular level, it can help the processes. And so I think if somebody is in a fat loss phase, an awesome tool to help them both with staying on track and feeling a little bit fuller, um, you know, post-meal would be to increase the water, but also to help with these processes that are in charge in our body of fat loss, I do think an increase of water does help them run smoother. So I think it's a great tool. Now, my takeaway over the year long, I kind of already said, I feel like, you know, both groups were already keeping their minds focused on healthy habits. And so I really think that that, though, that was the big rock. Those were the big rocks. Now, the water can be used 
as a tool to continue to help us manage our fullness as we step into maintenance so that we don't overeat because the water group didn't see an increase in the scale. They maintained, lost a pound and a half on average. Once again, that's an average. So we are seeing some, some good maintenance with the water group. So what I, what I like suggesting is as you learn the fullness hunger scale. And that has been taught. I've taught that just recently in previous podcasts. So podcast episodes. So go back to those as you learn mindful eating. Water can be a really good tool for that. And I did have somebody within our community, the the um, the training app community say, this is something that I started using. I started drinking the 16 ounces of water before I ate. And then I I implemented it hand in hand with the mindful eating tactics that Lindsay's taught in previous um, podcast episodes. And it's working really, really well to help manage my hunger, not have me overeat and feeling fuller when my meals are over. And so honestly, I really believe at the the end of the day, that's really what it does in maintenance is it helps us manage our fullness so that we're not overeating. And when our meal is over, we're feeling that fullness satisfaction because, you know, the stomach has expanded, which is part of the process of feeling full and satisfied. So that's an important aspect. So I think that it's used as a tool for maintenance. I don't think it's some magic key that will force you and keep you there. I think utilizing it with other tools can be really, really helpful and beneficial. Now, I know a question that's going to come up from this episode is going to be, okay, Lindsay, so but how much water should I be drinking? So I will give you a few simple suggestions because when it comes down to it, the National Academy of Medicine in the United States recommends that women, like adult women, have 0.7 gallons of water a day and that for adult men, it's about a gallon. Now, I do want to to just have you pause though before you start you know, grabbing your big gallon of like gallon jugs, you know, that people carry around in the gym and stuff. These recommendations do include like the fluids from all beverages and even food. So it could actually be a little bit less than that because you do when you, you know, are eating that apple, Um, you're grabbing your, maybe just like your flavored water drink, like those all count too towards this. My thing is I don't like people to get weird about numbers. I want people to create a healthy lifestyle that they enjoy, that's manageable, that they can continue day to day, because that's really what leads people to their goals. And it's really what helps people maintain once they've hit their goals. So 
if you are well hydrated, the urine color test really is the best because hydration comes down to a few things, guys. It comes down to how much you sweat and sweat can come down to a genetic thing. It can also come down to what kind of workouts you're doing, how much cardio, um, your environment, the climate where you live, all of these things actually affect how hydrated or not an individual is. And so we can throw out numbers all day long, but the main thing is I feel like is the urine color test. And it's pretty simple and easy to do. If it's clear, relatively clear, then you are adequately hydrated. It's as simple as that. It really is. If the car color is a darker yellow, really like foggy, it's a good sign that you're dehydrated and you need to drink far more water. So that is when it really comes down to it. That is the easiest. Okay, so hopefully this has helped clear up a little bit about the water. I did have a client one time ask me the question, she had stalled on fat loss because she wasn't following the plan. She wasn't following the nutrition plan. She wasn't getting into a calorie deficit. She wasn't tracking things. She was just eating whatever and, and she was frustrated. She didn't, she didn't know what to do. And she's like, well, what if I just keep eating what I'm eating and just add in some vegetables? And I said, okay. Now, part of me wanted to say, yeah, do that because I I know if you really do start out with vegetables and you lead your meal time with vegetables, it probably is going to now limit the amount of other foods that you'll eat before you hit fullness, right? So part of me just wanted to say, "Oh yeah," but then another part was like, "No, I have to explain this to her because I don't want her walking away thinking that she can eat whatever she wants and still see fat loss just because she's included a few more vegetables. So I explained to her, look, there's nothing magical about a vegetable per se. It's not like you eat a vegetable and your body's like, oh, oh, she's eating, guys, guys, she's eating vegetables. She must want to see fat loss because there's no other possible reason to consume them, right? Like there's not this like signal within your body of like, oh, increase fat loss. She had a vegetable. So I explained like that's not a thing, but, but vegetables are a powerful tool to help you get into and stay in a calorie deficit. They also do help increase the amount of energy that the body uses when it does break down and can break down and move that whole foods. We see an increase of that by 20% when we're eating whole foods. And I felt like the same exact principle applies with water, right? It's not the magic supplement. It is merely, look, that it can help. It can help with digestion. It can help um, with some of these cellular processes. It can help you feel fuller so you stay in the calorie deficit. 
but the water in and of itself doesn't induce it, much like vegetables. So I feel like when we understand, okay, it has some benefits, it's not per se the big rock though, right? The big rock is we need some cognitive oversight over energy coming in to remain in a calorie deficit. And then once you have that, any added touches are just tiny little uh, helps to the process that can help it move along really well. So I don't want you guys walking away from this being like, Lindsay said, if I drink water, I will double my fat loss. And so I don't want you to be confused. I want you to understand that this is a great tool that we can use to be healthier, to help these processes within our body and to remain in a calorie deficit because man, it's hard. Those of us who go into fat loss phases, we know it, right? It's hard to get in it and remain in it for the duration, the appropriate duration to see our our goals, to hit our goals, right? So hopefully this episode has helped. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Lifting Lindsay podcast. If you have any questions, shoot me a DM on Instagram. You can also go to liftinglindsay.com to join the Be Strong community and to sign up for optimized training programs. You guys have a wonderful week. 